I hope that Dog Mountain inspires more places to let them know that the reality of Dog Mountain can exist. In this little small town in Vermont, we're doing it. I'm Phil Haverman, and you're listening to Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Today, Amanda McDermott joins us from Dog Mountain, a unique destination that honors the healing power of dogs, nature, love, and art. If you're new to Dog Words, in each episode, we explore the world of dog care and companionship. We Save Each Other is the motto of Rosie Fund, which simply means the more we do for dogs, the more they do for us, and they already do a lot. You can support Rosie Fund by making a donation on our website or Facebook page. You can also contribute by making a purchase from the store on our website, buying a t-shirt at bonfire.com, or buying our note cards featuring Rosie and Peaches and our shirts on BarkYours.com. Links are in the description. Your donations and purchases help fund the Rosie Life Starter Kits that make sure these senior and harder-to-adopt dogs have some of the items they'll need in their forever home. Any donation amount is greatly appreciated, but here are some popular levels. $30 provides a collar and leash for a Rosie Life Starter Kit dog, and $100 covers their entire kit. You can also support Rosie Fund by downloading, subscribing, rating, and most importantly, sharing dog words. Follow us on social media, even if you aren't looking for a dog. Watching and sharing the videos helps our channel gain exposure, bringing awareness to our cause and giving shelter dogs much-needed attention. Our free Rosie Fund YouTube channel offers great videos of Rosie, Peaches, and shelter dogs looking for their forever home. We welcome your comments, questions, and suggestions, especially if you have an idea for a topic or guest. Go to the podcast page at rosiefund.org to share your thoughts. Next time on Dog Words, Father Alan Fan tells us how Labradoodle Daisy came into his life at the perfect time and became a social media sensation. The mission of Rosie Fund is to provide humans with the resources and education they need to give senior and harder-to-adopt dogs a better life. We thank you for joining our mission. We're pleased to welcome to Dog Words Amanda McDermott, the Dog Mountain Creative Director Amanda, welcome to Dog Words. Oh, thank you so much for having me here. Dog Mountain is really unlike any other topic or guest that we've had on Dog Words in our our four seasons. It's unusual, but I think it's like a lot of the other guests that we've had in that there's very little else like it, but then when you hear about it, you go, why? (laughs) why is this so unique? Right. You would think that with the love that so many people have for dogs, this would have been done long time ago, but we at dog mountain are so thankful that Steven did it. So many artists have got great ideas, but follow through. Not everybody follows through with their wonderful, we should have this in the world. So we're very grateful here at dog mountain that Steven uh, took that idea and turned it into a reality. And what little I know about Steven, which everything I know about Steven is from your website He strikes me as someone who had lots of ideas, probably like this, but you can't do all of them. 
No, definitely. One idea that he talked to some folks about was installing a water slide for dogs at Dog Mountain. And I'm kind of glad he didn't follow through on it because we have a hard enough time keeping children off our agility course for the dogs. So a water slide. Oh, (laughs) but his heart was in the right place. You know, he wanted to have fun for dogs and what better than a water slide at Dog Mountain. (laughs) And those are the ideas. And you understand this as a creative director. Those are the ideas that get you to the things you can do. Yeah. Let's exactly. dream big and we'll <laughs> find something just as wonderful on the way, something manageable. Exactly. One of Stephen's uh, most common quotes is dream without limits. And I think it's so important to think like that because once we start to dream, reality starts to come in. Oh, can't do that. What about liability? What about this? Mm -hmm. And thankfully, he didn't worry about all the things that (laughs) we could worry about. And he just pushed forward with Dog Mountain with the love of dogs in mind, you know, he wanted to create a place that improved the quality of life for dogs. And I think like, who does that to just want a place where a dog can five o'clock when owners come home at work, they get to come and play and run with all their friends after work. It's, it's a great little community we have up here on Dog Mountain. Some people take liberties with uh, naming their project or their business. I grew up with Children's Palace as a toy store. It was not a palace. (laughs) So when you say Dog Mountain as a place people can go with their dogs, I don't think without going to your website and certainly without visiting it personally, someone's going to really have a grasp of what Dog Mountain is. So just walk us through what someone will encounter if they come to Dog Mountain. All right. Well, Dog Mountain, before it became Dog Mountain, was a beautiful farm with tons of rolling hills, just like like a dairy farm. And unfortunately, the family that was running the dairy farm got out of the business. And Stephen thought that these beautiful hills and so much property nestled in St. Johnsbury, but out of the hubbub of town, you know, you don't have to worry about traffic. It's on a little dirt road, about a mile off pavement. So uh, it's always been a little secret. But as time progresses, more and more people know about Dog Mountain. So we're getting a little more and more dogs getting to come up and have a wonderful time. So Dog Mountain has a couple of ponds, four different trail systems that loop all around the grounds, lots of big open fields for playing ball, throwing the frisbee, a lot of quiet places for reflection. And on Dog Mountain, we have the Dog Chapel, which is the one and only dog chapel in the world where people can come and just reflect and kind of take a little bit of time to let those emotions flow. You know, whenever we lose pets or lose a loved one, we kind of sometimes push it down and don't really allow ourselves to feel. And that's one of the great things about the dog chapel. It forces you to feel. You can't go in there and see all these things without little remembrance and and these dogs you had as a child start to come to your memory and you just want to leave a little note for them and it's such a great little process even if you hadn't lost a dog recently just coming up and I like to say pay tribute to the ones you've loved and lost in the past it's such a sweet place and what's great about Dog Mountain is if you are dealing with loss you come into the chapel 
you leave your note, you, you do that little ritual and then you come out and you see dogs chasing each other and running and playing and it lifts your spirits back up again. And then you come into the gallery and you see this bright, colorful artwork and you laugh. It's this whole process of letting go and then just seeing the new and the now and all the dogs running and it couldn't be a better place to kind of have those moments. You know, a lot of people said it's the happiest place to be sad. And it's true. Just this energy of this place. And when folks tell us that their dogs are coming back a second time, they start to get excited in the back of the car, like right before on the dirt road. And to me, that just warms my heart to know that they know they're coming back to a place that they love. And uh, so many dogs have a hard time going home at the end of the day, too. They just are, are we moving here. Is this our new home? This is wonderful. Oh, man. No, yeah. no, we if you've got go a home. dog, this, <laughs> this is the place to be for sure. Yeah. So Dog Mountain is just a huge asset for the community and just for people who love dogs. And I hope that Dog Mountain inspires more places to let them know that the reality of Dog Mountain can exist. In this little small town in Vermont, we're doing it. (laughs) Those of us who are old enough to remember the Bob Newhart show, Newhart, where he played the innkeeper in Vermont, the, the title sequence of each episode is kind of a flyover of a car driving through Vermont into a little village. Your online media, it looks like that's where you're at. Yep, exactly. I like to say we're nestled in the heart of the NEK right up in the, <laughs> right in St. Johnsbury. It's, it's great. So many people that come from the city are in awe of the beauty of the place and kind of, they what like where do I go? What do I do? And we just say, let your dog tell you where. I said this place. You you're here for your dog. I said let that nose bring you around. You're at the dog's beck and call. Like you know, I tell people this place isn't for you. It's for your dogs. <laughs> you mentioned the range of emotions going from the uh, solace that you can find being in the chapel. The chapel really is a beautiful New England chapel like a little village's chapel yeah it's gorgeous and who would have thought that a dog chapel would be such a need in the world when Stephen first built it he only anticipated like this 12 by 9 wall like that's it like that's where we're gonna put the notes and then it's like from floor to ceiling three layer four layers deep The chapel is just so full of remembrances, photos, little notes written by children, and oh, it's so touching. I circled back to the chapel on my way to, I guess my, the point I wanted to make is the range of emotions from you describing what you feel in the chapel and, and then the joy of when you come out to the dogs. It's also the range of emotions for the dogs. That they're going to get to, this is all new, new smells, exciting, I don't know what to do, evolving into, I like this trail, or I like this part of the park, or I met a new friend. <laughs> oh, that happens all the time. It's it, it's such a great experience. And one thing that's really funny that I've noticed, dogs will be in such a playful spirit all around the grounds, and when they walk in the chapel, it's almost like their energy comes down a little bit, like there's a respect 
for the chapel. Like there's no rough housing going on and not like running around and tearing things up. It's almost like you, well, you know, dogs feel energy mm-hmm. and all the energy and the serenity and the calm and just the importance of the dog chapel. It's so funny that the dogs can sense that. So it's like, (laughs) but in the gallery, they're playing around being goofballs, you know. (laughs) And how many galleries can you do that with a dog? Right, exactly. It's really cute though to watch the dogs on the grounds. They'll come up to the gallery door, put their paws on, wanting to come in like they know. And I'm like, oh, you got shopping to do? (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about the gallery that, Stephen Hunick, who started Dog Mountain, is no longer with us, nor is his wife, but this was their vision that you and your colleagues have helped to not only realize, but to develop and expand. What is in the gallery? The gallery is full of um, some of Stephen's original artwork, full of furniture, lots of sculptures. We don't sell any of the furnitures or sculptures anymore because obviously can't make any more. And slowly as you sell things out, the we don't want an empty gallery. So we, we have to kind of play hardball with some people and let them know like, no, can't have this uh, one of kind beautiful thing, but you can appreciate it and enjoy it. And that's really what we want people, you know, s- the way when Stephen made his artwork, he wanted it to be functional. So there's lots of lamps and coffee tables and things that we, you would use in your house as artwork. So there's a lot of uh, draw to what we have left. And we also have more affordable things like T-shirts, coffee mugs, little things for folks that are traveling and want to grab a little souvenir. And you can also buy the artwork as well. His beautiful and, woodcuts, um, I oh, you have prints of. Yep, definitely. Would go with uh, you know anyone's decor, anyone who likes oh, dogs. Exactly. I like to when people are buying some of the artwork. I say it's good to let your you know visitors know your dog fans right off the bat, so there's not any type of uh, confusion on uh, what to expect. You know, when it comes to getting yeah. covered in dog hair, sometimes. Yeah. yeah, and this is not kitschy dogs playing poker. Right. Yeah. No, it's definitely. And what's really interesting is a lot of his artwork is depicted from situations that he experienced. His dogs were his inspiration. So all these little situations that they would do, his brain would be like, oh, that would be really cute. I bet other people can relate to that. You know, there's a great image called dog bed where the dog is like laying on the couch and it's kind of like and one of the couch little things is like five thousand dollars. And it's just like adorable because, you know, what, a five thousand dollar couch is a dog bed to the right. You know, <laughs> right I would, uh, put it in the same category as uh, William Wegman and his Weimariners, that it takes that inspiration of this is an ordinary setting but i'm going to frame it with my artistic eye yep and and it's just a very comforting appealing artistic interaction that you have that the the feelings the emotions you have and that you're always going to find something new in it and as with all great art it captures truth exactly and i think people 
are attracted to the artwork because it reminds them of their dogs and their situations. Like I often hear in the gal, like, oh, isn't that just like Molly or Mabel? And like, and it's those truths that people relate to. And the artwork is so colorful and just crisp and bold. And so it, it definitely is great for families and anyone who just enjoys color. And this helps support Dog Mountain. Oh, yeah, definitely. We like to let everybody know that comes into Dog Mountain that we are solely supported through the sales of artwork and donations. That's how we keep it all going. Um, And thanks to the nonprofit status, we're able to accept donations a lot more easily. Back when Stephen and Gwen, we... uh, we're running it as a business. It, it was very hard not having a nonprofit status being for profit, but yet also like offering this 250 acre dog park free to the public. It was a little tricky back in 2008 when gas prices went up. Art, unfortunately, was one of the first things that kind of got cut from people's budgets. And now, thankfully, we don't have to just rely on only selling artwork. But back in the day, that was kind of, you know, how many woodcuts could you sell to help keep the lights on type of thing. So it's, it's nice to not have that constant bar to reach every time. Thanks Mm -hmm. for a lot of donors and people that understand how important Dog Mountain is to the community, to the dogs. And yeah, it's great to have monthly supporters. Your website is linked in the description, dogmt, as in mountain, the abbreviation for mountain, dogmt.com. People can learn more about Dog Mountain, but they can also support you either through a donation or through a purchase. Yeah, and, and I've mentioned many times on, on Dog Words because we sell um, note cards and, and uh, T-shirts and other things to support our foundation, Rosie Fund. We love a donation, but there's a uh, snowball effect to buying the note cards or the T-shirts or, in this case, a mug or a woodcut uh, print because people are going to see it and ask, oh, that's beautiful. Where did you get that? And then they're going to buy a print because there's a lot to choose from, or they might just be inspired to make a donation. But when you make a purchase, that is advertising for something that's important to you, something that you believe in. So, yeah, donations are welcome, but if you can make a purchase, that's even better. Yeah, definitely. And we see it too, you know, and it makes us, as we're shipping things out and all over the world, it makes us smile to think like, wow, how'd they hear about us? (laughs) Have you ever encountered any of the artwork outside of Dog Mountain and just been surprised like, oh, that's on that wall or someone's using that mug? Oh, definitely. And I almost feel like famous by proxy. I'm like, oh, did you know I work at Dog Mountain? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely gives us a real burst of, uh, for me, burst of pride when I see it kind of because it's like, mm, it warms my heart. And to know, you know, they support a Dog Mountain. You can see all kinds of artwork in different places, but you never really know where the money goes. But when you come to Dog Mountain and you look all around at the beautiful manicured lawns and all the wildflowers just burst in. It's like, oh yeah, that's where the money goes. Are there any events at Dog Mountain or is it just a destination for people to visit? Oh man, we have three dog parties each year and a basic dog party is, I like to just think of them as like big family reunions, you know, 
so many people that meet and greet and come to Dog Mountain over the year kind of pick either spring, summer, or fall. Those are the three um, seasons that we do each dog party at. So basically, it's a big fun free-for-all where we have games, live music, dog contests. We've got this paparazzi kind of red carpet with all kinds of really silly top hats and bow ties and things that you can be goofy with your dog. And it's just a big meet and greet networking fun day where there are a bunch of food trucks and just the spirit of dogs all running around mingling, having fun. I tell a lot of people that my face is so sore at the end of the day because I'm just smiling nonstop because you can't not smile when you just see the happiness bursting out of these dogs' faces and just, it's a real tail wagon good time, you know? How many miles of trails do you have? believe we have about 250 acres, but the trails are probably about two miles around. It's a big kind of loop around the property. So you can do a two mile trail or a one mile trail or a quarter mile trail. So we've got a bunch of different options for activity wise. Are the trails off leash? Yep. All of Dog Mountain is off leash. So we do encourage that people keep your dogs on leash when you're in the parking lot area because cars are coming in and out. And That's just good sense. Yeah, you yeah. don't want your dog jumping up on another person's car. And, you know. well, and they're so excited when they get there, they need the leash. They're just going to be yeah. gone. It's like, I don't know where my dog is. It's right. Just, well, we've we've had to, you know, you know, help a few folks with the calling at, you know, six thirty at night, looking for them. So I always encourage people: if your dog has any beagle or hound in them, keep them on yeah, that leash. Yeah, There's too be, many good yeah, sense in there. But that it's an option. Just yeah. you be a smart owner and leash or on leash. You you should know your dog. Right. Yeah. If they won't come back, uh, better not <laughs> risk it around here. In Kansas City, we have Arcade Dog Bar, which is a two and a half acre park and there's more around the country as, as they're expanding that, but it's a restaurant and bar and event space and, and everything. And before peaches passed, you would go in and take her off leash and she was just gone. I mean, she didn't sprint off cause she was a senior dog, but she just, yep. I'll catch up with you later. <laughs> it's just like, it would be like going to the mall with your kid. Yeah, that's like, kind of how it is at a lot of the dog and parks. Just, we'll meet at the food court in an hour. Right? <laughs> that's how it's a lot of our dog parties. Most folks that are at the parties, they don't even know where their dog is. They're not really worried about their dog. They know they'll they'll find it eventually in the crowd, but their dog is just having so much fun meeting and greeting and sniffing. And yeah, so. It's and getting those- to interact like that for dogs without being attached by a tether to a human or even just having the helicopter human hovering over them oh no don't 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 sniff oh don't don't bark don't they'll sort it out you'd be amazed when just left alone yep dogs that are often on leashes we call it leash aggression where they don't have an escape so they tend to be a little bit more like a little growly, a little warty, but if you take that leash off, the dog feels comfortable enough to run back, run away, kind of, and then there isn't that type of, you know, tough guy attitude. Yeah, and like, so many owners don't get that. 
that yeah, they think so we, having the leash is how I'm keeping it calm. It's like, no, you're, it's the opposite. You're right. Your, your dog creating is right now. anxiety and stress. Yeah. So we, we try to educate a little people, uh, you know, when folks come up with what we know and we show kind of things and, you know, and of course the dogs figure everything. it out faster than the humans do. <laughs> I know one time in the gallery, I, a dog and the owner looked at me like, what did you do? How did that work? And I was like, but eh, eh. <laughs> you know, it's just this sharp little bark almost. And it's a certain language that some dogs, they get it. We've even done that to my son a couple of times. Yeah, I've, yeah, like, I've hey. done that after I've been around dogs for a long time and then I'll do it to a human. Like, oh, maybe that could be perceived as rude. <laughs> but at least they know you're a dog person. <laughs> yes. But yeah, the dog just having that little redirect, that distraction brings them back to, oh, Here's where I'm at. This is appropriate behavior. Exactly. Because when dogs come to Dog Mountain, they're so excited. There's like so many smells in the gallery. They, they're they like, I'm allowed in here? <laughs> so it's, it's really sweet to just see dogs be so happy to be part of the family vacation, a part of the day, a part of, you know, they're, they have, it's a special thing for them. And when they come here, they know it. Yeah, when yeah. people leave, I ask her, I say, did your dog have the best day ever? And they're like, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, not so. <laughs> yeah, they're going to pass out in the car before they're even out of the parking lot. Right. It's so true. So many dogs, they'll be like, slept like a rock. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> what a great day for Especially them and their humans. Yes. Oh, totally. It's such a, It's such a treat. So you have the three seasonal parties with spring, summer, and fall fall, are there other events outside entities book on Dog Mountain or is it just your events? No, well, there's a bunch of different uh, from birthdays to weddings to this fantastic concert series that we have called the Levitt Concert Series. They'll be doing free concerts that runs from July 7th all the way until September. And it's every Sunday and it's dog friendly. And they're some of like the most beautiful setups. We have this it's almost like an amphitheater field that kind of the band plays here and the field goes up mm-hmm. like that and everybody sits here. Dogs are all running around. It's a real unique thing. And what's really cool is the Levitt Foundation allows people, they give grants, but you have to be voted in. And they do it all throughout the U.S. And Dog Mountain is usually voted like third most popular, third you know, to second. So knowing that like out of all, all these places in the U.S., dog. This little dog mountain in St. Johnsbury is way up there. Like, wow! So we've got people all over the planet clicking and voting for us to get this big concert series. And what's been amazing is so many people that never really came up to Dog Mountain because of these free concerts have been like, "Wow, this is right up here!" And you know, we had to pull them in with some free music and some beer, but. It's really introduced Dog Mountain to folks who didn't have dogs or didn't really know what the place is about. So that's a fun little thing that happens. I think it's going to be happening for five years, I think. They came up this past fall, the head 
poncho of the Levitt Foundation and they said they got to witness it and they said that like we're going to make sure that for five years on money continuously goes to Catamount Arts to host it on Dog Mountain and uh, we couldn't be more thankful to it's such a gift to the community they bring in all these musicians from all over like really fancy world acclaimed musicians and they just fill the mountains with music that's also a great ambassador program for dog companionship. You said that there's people who come for the music and the beer who don't have a dog and so have not had Dog Mountain on their radar at all, but then see people with their dogs and how much joy those dogs oh. are bringing to their lives and perhaps not being aware that you could have a relationship like that with a dog. Yeah. I think that is exactly what's happening because so many people that sit down there with their little picnic tables, these dogs will run up to them, kind of meet and greet and disappear. And that's all it took. Those people that just got this little dog interaction feel the love from that little moment and they feel special. Oh, that dog chose me for a minute. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, that often does its own thing. And it's just kind of, you know, spreading joy everywhere that nose brings them. So, yeah, no, it, it's great. Knowing that you have that locked in for one, two, three, four, five years is a great opportunity to promote that and to develop it and get a sense of here's what we could have done better with traffic flow or seating or any number of things and knowing that, oh, well, that was that instead. Oh, we're going to do this next year. Make a note. Yeah, no. (laughs) We're definitely learning which musicians fill up the parking lot, fill up the down below, get, you know, we've been shuttling people up to the mountain. So we're definitely learning the hard way, kind of. We're like, oh boy, we didn't expect, you know, because we're having over 700 to 800 people coming to Dog Mountain and like, we've never had those types of crowds. So it's kind of, you know, trying to make room for everybody to park really close. I would not be surprised if after five years of refining this, then the arts organization that is delivering it on Dog Mountain is going to say, we don't want to move. Yeah. We don't want to start over figuring out some other venue. (laughs) No, definitely not. Even the musicians that get booked say they have never played in such a beautiful environment, more fun to be able to be playing your music and look out in the grounds and see dogs jumping, playing, dancing with people, the joy. We've even had some of the musicians that have come out, write songs about Dog Mountain after leaving, which to me, it's like, Oh, man. (laughs) There's probably been a few of them who rolled their eyes when they found out I'm performing where? Right. Dog Mountain. (laughs) Yeah. And and if they're performing at festivals, then they've probably been to places where, yeah, there's some dogs in the audience. But to go to some place where dogs are not only allowed, they're encouraged and welcomed and roaming free. And then to see this is a great venue. Exactly. Yeah. The joy. Yeah. And the energy from the crowds. Oh, man. (laughs) We get those musicians giving their all. (laughs) So that's another reason to go to the website and to follow you on social media. So you're on 
Facebook and Instagram. I will link to that in the uh, description. And you also have a newsletter that people can subscribe to. Yep, definitely. They'll keep you up to date with all kinds of news and uh, new products and events and just, you know, keep up to date with what we're doing on the grounds. And you have great content on your Facebook and Instagram. So even if someone is thinking, I'm never going to get to Vermont, I would love to go because it sounds beautiful. It sounds like these dogs are just a joy to behold. You can get a taste of that just by following on social media. And then that helps your accounts be more easily found by other people on social media. It's going to show up in feeds. And then someone who can go to Dog Mountain is more likely to find it. Yeah. And plus, we love seeing how many fans we have. It makes us feel loved. So everybody who's a Dog Words listener, please like, follow, and subscribe for all the social media that I'm going to link for Dog Mountain in the description for this episode. How far away do visitors come from? Is it limited to the United States or do you have international visitors? Um, We do get a lot of international visitors, but sometimes they're not necessarily coming just for Dog Mountain. They're coming to the U.S. to do a couple things or do some family stuff. And then they look online, great things to do in Vermont and Google's like, hey, Dog Mountain, (laughs) you know, Dog Mountain's a place to go. So thankfully, there's a lot of online services that can really point people in the direction of Dog Mountain. We used to have a little world map uh, up and little pins for people and every single continent had pins all over it. And we were really surprised with the amount of visitors out of the U.S. that we would get. So it's definitely a one-of-a-kind place, and it's on a lot of people's, like, bucket lists, they say, you know, always got to come to Dog Mountain. And, well, it speaks so. to the universality of the human-animal bond. Mm. Oh, definitely. Because yeah. a lot of those visitors that are international visitors probably do not even have a dog with them. Right, yeah, no, they're, they're not coming with a dog. Everybody loves to pull out their phone and show me their doggy pictures at home, and it's really sweet to see all these little, I call them little creatures that give love just all the time. Well, at the top of the interview, I mentioned that we've had lots of guests on Dog Words whose reason they were being on, whatever they were discussing or promoting, was an obvious idea after the fact. Why aren't there more of these? Do you have people asking you about how do we start a dog mountain? Not quite, because I think it's such a big ordeal. A lot of folks that kind of, it would be a very... It'd be like showing up at Disney World. It's like, oh, uh, how can I build one of these back home? (laughs) Who can I talk to about the business plan? I think I'd like to do my own Disney World. Right, yeah. Now, we do get a lot of like, oh, you know, there should be more of these, or wouldn't this be great if we could? But I think as the word gets out, more people understand this. And hopefully it will become a template for more unique places like that, that really cherish and honor the dog for all they are. There's, I know, lots of family farms out there where perhaps the next generation doesn't want to take it over as a working farm or just land that is being encroached upon by the city that someone does not want to sell to a developer to turn into a bunch of cookie cutter homes or a shopping mall. As a nonprofit, that does give you some uh, options for 
developing something like this. And I'm sure anyone who had any questions, you would be thrilled to share what your experience has been. Oh, definitely. We would love for there to be more places like that, like this in the world for dogs. And if we can just inspire anyone out there to move forward on an idea like this, I say, do it for the dogs. You know, (laughs) I tell people that when they thank me for all we do at Dog Mountain, I just say, we do it for the dogs because we do. Yes. It's so easy to do things for them because of everything that they use selflessly and thoughtlessly for us. Yes. Yes. That is just, they're, they're our biggest cheerleaders and supports and, you know, just to be able to wrestle and tussle and hug a dog. I, I feel like it brings our inner child out this desire to love and be loved. We had a Janice, Costa from Canine Camp Getaway, who coordinates dog camps for families. So it's Ooh. a week-long camp where you take your dog and, you know, there's games and boating and campfires and just everything that you would think a dog would like on a vacation, except you could do it with a family. And they found hotels that are dog-friendly that they basically just take it over and then there's been a couple other people who have done it in other parts of the country. I would say Dog Mountain and Canine Camp Getaway and some other guests, I'll, I'll put links to those interviews in the description for this episode. Having more of them is going to bring more attention to the ones that already exist. It's not going to dilute your appeal just because, oh, now we have one in Missouri or Utah or wherever it's people are going to go. Oh, there's this place in Missouri where there's a, and then the people on the East coast are going to think, Oh, I wish there was one on the East coast and start looking and go, Oh, well, what do you know? (laughs) There's one right here in Vermont. And the more we have, the more people will use them and it will become kind of like the parents who want to take their kid to every major league ballpark. (laughs) so every summer we're going to hit a couple of these we're going to hit all the dog mountain kind of places anybody out there who has the opportunity to promote something like this we need more dog mountains Um, yeah literally and figuratively yeah i i agree yeah (laughs) can't really say much more than i agree (laughs) because we we need more places like it It doesn't have to be big it could be a, a smaller dog mountain but certainly Something that's a couple hundred acres would be great to have just all these uh, trails and ponds. And I, I want more dog mountains. And, oh, uh, definitely. Yeah. Just allowing your dog to kind of embrace their wild side. That's what one thing Stephen kind of was saying about all the trails is he was saying when he would take his dogs out on the trails, he was in awe with how alert they were. And they just kind of got into this like wild dog energy. But then every now and then they're like, oh, wait dad and they turn around check back in run back be like you're good and then go back and do their wild dog thing Mm. and that was just something he feels is so important these dogs are you know descendant of wolves we need to give them a little bit of that as much as we want to turn our dogs into little couch potatoes and mini me's you know (laughs) like the other day i was giving my dog a couple chips and i was like "Ooh, maybe i really shouldn't be giving but you look so cute when you eat this chip (laughs) you know but you sometimes Sometimes we got to try not to turn them into uh, gluttons. (laughs) Well, we talked about that with uh, Kim Brophy, who's a a dog behaviorist, that 
we try to turn dogs into an idealized vision of what a dog should be or into a dog that we've had before instead of recognizing dogs are as individualistic as we are. Oh, big time. And letting them be that and train into them appropriate social behavior. Don't let them misbehave, but let them to be an energetic dog or a calm dog, a dog that likes to explore or a dog that likes to be clingy whatever that dog's personality is. And you might not get to see that personality expressed in its truest form outside of a place like Dog Mountain. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, it's it's true. One of the sweetest things we've noticed is older dogs get more puppy-like when they're at Dog Mountain. And it's so sweet because the change, like, it's like they get this new, like, lust for life again. And also this competition with all these other small young dogs that are running around. They're like, oh, yeah, look at me. I still got it. Look, I, I still can do this. And it's mm-hmm. really sweet. And just to give an old dog the feeling of being young again, it's a gift. A gift that we owe to them. And for sure, yeah. anyone who can get to Dog Mountain in Vermont I strongly encourage you to do so. And if you can listen to this podcast, then I'm pretty sure you can at least go to the Dog Mountain website. (laughs) So you you owe it to yourself to do that, to learn more about Dog Mountain and uh, this gift from the Hunix and from their friends who have kept this dream going and expanding. And anybody who is inspired to follow this vision, follow this example, you can contact Dog Mountain through the website, and I'm sure you would be more than happy to share whatever you can to help create more Dog Mountains. Definitely. Even if it's just to go, you can do it. <laughs> yeah, just the proof of concept is there, and you can validate it. You can tell people, yeah. we did it, you can do it. Amanda yeah. McDermott, creative director for Dog Mountain in Vermont, thank you so much for working so hard for dogs and for the legacy of the Hunix. And of course, thank you for being on Dog Words. Oh man, I, I couldn't be more thankful, you know, myself for just being able to come each day to this amazing place and to be such a positive light in the world. I'm Phil Hatterman, and you've been listening to Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Thank you to Amanda McDermott for joining us from Dog Mountain. Links to their social media are in the description, as well as links to previous Dogwords episodes mentioned in this interview. Next time on Dogwords, Father Alan Fan and Daisy share their story. A big thank you to alternative string duo The Wires, featuring cellist Sasha Groshong and violinist Laurel Morgan Parks, for playing the wonderful music you've heard on today's and previous episodes of Dogwords. Supporting The Wires supports our mission. Learn more about The Wires, including their concert schedule at thewires.info, and download their music on iTunes. Check out fiddlelife.com and learn to play fiddle and cello fiddle online from Laurel and Sasha, even if you've never played before. Join Laurel and Sasha as they explore new music and delve into the inspiration behind each work as hosts of Sound Currents on 91.9 Classical KC. Click on the Sound Current links in the description for more information. Go to rosyfun.org to shop and get links to our social media. As always, please download, follow, rate, and share Dog Words. This helps us with sponsorships, then Rosie Fund can help more dogs. 
Send us your comments, questions, and suggestions via the contact form at rosyfund.org and let us know if you would like to be a sponsor or a guest of the Dog Words podcast. Thank you for listening to Dog Words, and remember, we save each other. <laughs>